we often forget about the seniors who made our community what it is today. You know, so many of the people we serve made Austin, Texas what it is today. And now by virtue of the fact that they are homebound, so often they're forgotten. And so Meals on Wheels and our great volunteers, we exist to let these folks know that they haven't been forgotten and to provide them the help they need uh, to age in place with dignity. Welcome to Everyday Superhumans, the podcast to restore your faith in humanity. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Charlie. And today we are doing our second episode in our social distancing special of Everyday Superhumans. I don't know if that's the official name for it. I just kind of thought of it off the top of my head. That's a good one, social distancing special. We should be <laughs> social distancing superhumans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the social distancing superhuman special. SSS. Make it as much of an alliteration as possible. Yeah. And today we are talking with uh, Dad, the Vice President of Communications of Meals on Wheels Central Texas, about what Meals on Wheels, specifically Meals on Wheels Central Texas here in the Austin area does, especially during this time. They do so many things. I know. I thought that they just delivered food to the elderly, but they do so much work. They do things from like delivering pet food to repairing stuff around the house to just like general companionship. Yeah, they go beyond the call of duty to make sure that our senior citizens are well taken care of. And a lot of times senior citizens are forgotten and they they aren't forgotten anymore with these services. And especially during this scary time when they're in a very vulnerable risk scenario. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like that in general that the elderly tend to be neglected a lot and as you all heard in the teaser for this episode, that brings up a really good point that these people helped build the society for where we are today. And it's it's a really uh, bad move to neglect them like people tend to do. And fun fact, Thad used to work in journalism. So oh, yeah. he was very enthusiastic and very well-spoken about Meals on Wheels of Central Texas mm-hmm. And he gave a heartfelt testimony of how the program helps people on a daily basis. It not only helps the senior citizens affected, but also the volunteers really love doing their job and communicating with other people from different generations. Right now, Meals and Wheels is not taking any new volunteers, but they are doing their best they can to help out during this time, which we cover in this episode. So if you're curious about that... And also, we do talk about like what the daily in the life of a volunteer is like, so that way, once in a while, this blows over, we can uh, go back and help the community in person, like we used to. But until then, enjoy the episode, and you're gonna learn a lot this episode, and I guarantee you'll be a great one. We're here with Thad from Meals on Wheels Central Texas, and Thad, what do you do for Meals on Wheels? I am fortunate enough to be the Vice President of Communications for Meals on Wheels Central Texas, and I've uh, had that job for about nine years. Long before I ever started working at uh, Meals on Wheels, I, my wife and I uh, had a meal route, and uh, it just so happened several years later that uh, I was looking for a job. Uh, Meals on Wheels Central Texas needed uh, a, a person to do communications 
my background uh, is in the local TV news. I have a degree in journalism. So it was just uh, a perfect timing for me to get on board with a, uh, an organization with which I had volunteered. And now I'm, I'm fortunate enough, I still deliver meals, but I also get to, to uh, you know, do work for them and uh, hopefully help uh, older adults and people with disabilities age in place with dignity. So you've had, uh, you've been in the, f- the field for a while, it sounds like. Um, for those who might not be informed, what exactly does Meals on Wheels do, and specifically the Central Texas branch? Yeah, so our, our mission is to nourish and enrich the lives of homebound older adults and people with disabilities and provide them with services that allow them to age in place in their home, uh, to stay a part of the community, and uh, live their life with dignity. Uh, We also save taxpayers money in the process by virtue of the fact that uh, the vast majority of people that we serve live at 250% or below the federal poverty level. So when they have to go into assisted living, uh, uh, taxpayers pick up the tab for that, and that can be 50 to $60,000 a year. For less than 10% of that, well below 10% of that, we can provide these folks with wraparound services that keep them living where they want to at home, and we save taxpayers money in the process. So really, it is a win-win situation. And Meals on Wheels Central Texas is a little bit different than your normal Meals on Wheels. You know, most people, if, if you... If you say Meals on Wheels, they have a pretty good idea of, of what the organization does. You know, provide a, a mm. lunchtime meal, most of the time de- delivered by volunteers. Not all of uh, Meals on Wheels agencies use volunteers. We do. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a meal delivered uh, at lunchtime and uh, it's a safety check. And so we do that. You know, we have volunteers that deliver 93% of the 3,000 meals that our paid kitchen staff prepare every weekday. Mm. And they do safety checks. It's that uh, connection, that human connection. So they're, they deliver more than a meal. It's, uh, you know, they're nourishing the body and the spirit of the, folk who, the folks who are receiving our services. But <clears throat> Meals on Wheels Central Texas goes a step beyond the Meals on Wheels program itself. So often the folks we serve have needs that go beyond a, uh, a nutritious lunchtime meal. Uh, if they own their home, they may have a hole in the roof or, uh, you know, foundation problems, or they've recently been confined to a wheelchair and they can no longer get in and out of their bathtub. We have a uh, home repair program, and this is not done by volunteers. Meals on Wheels Central Texas acts as a general contractor. We hire uh, subcontractors to do the work, and uh, they can retrofit uh, bathtubs into walk-in showers. They can build ramps. Uh, they can widen doorways to accommodate wheelchairs. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's life-changing stuff that allows these folks to continue living in their home uh, when, you know, they need more help than just the meal. We also do assistance with grocery shopping. We have an in-home care division where we have paid attendants help uh, clients with the daily activities of everyday living, bathing, dressing, uh, cleaning, stuff of that nature. Um, we have uh, even have a program that uh, 
provides free pet food and free basic veterinary care for our clients' pets because we found out uh, a little over a decade ago that uh, some of our clients who uh, had pets uh, were sharing the meals that were being delivered to them with their pets because they couldn't afford pet food. So that's not good for the mm-hmm. animal. It's not good for the client. But having a pet in the house is so important for these folks because uh, a good 60 to 70 percent of the people we serve live alone. So other than our volunteer dropping off that daily meal Monday through Friday, the only other living creature that uh, some of the clients may see is their dog or cat. So having Having the uh, the pet in the in the house is important because it can help alleviate feelings of isolation, loneliness, depression. Uh, so, in addition to free pet food, we have great uh, vet partners through the Texas Medical vet, Texas Veterinary I'm sorry Texas Veterinarian <laughs> Medical Foundation that uh, they provide uh, vets that are willing to donate their talent and their time to doing spaying, neutering, uh, basic well check. Uh, We also have uh, part of that program, uh, a boarding uh, service, because we found out several of our clients who uh, had pets were putting off uh, necessary surgery because they had no they couldn't afford to board their pet. So we we provide those services. Um, We also have a respite care for people with Alzheimer's and dementia. Uh, We have tele telemental health uh, counseling that helps uh, we use uh, trained therapist professionals who uh, help our clients who are members of our uh, telehealth uh, program uh, work through their their issues with depression loneliness and give them tools to to surmount those and to be able to live with those issues in a, in a healthy way so it's all about looking at the whole person and finding out what they need in order to continue living in, independently and to continue being a part of our community you know so often uh, in our modern day society, we we forget about the old things. You know, we always want something new. And as a result, we often forget about the seniors who made our community what it is today. You know, so many of the people mm-hmm. we serve made Austin, Texas what it is today. And now by virtue of the fact that they are homebound, so often they're forgotten. And so Meals on Wheels and our great volunteers, we exist to let these folks know that they haven't been forgotten and to provide them the help they need uh, to age in place with dignity. Wow, you guys do everything. Yeah. Right? My knowledge from Meals on Wheels is kind of just the pop culture, like, oh, they deliver lunches and dinners to people in need. I had no idea that you did so much, like even the pet help. That That's yeah. going the extra mile right there. Well, it is. You know, I mean, more than once I had clients tell me that their pets are the reason they get up every morning. Uh You know, it gives them a sense of purpose. These are people that don't get to make a lot of decisions in their lives and they're not in charge of a large aspect of their lives. And so as much as we can let them be the masters of their own domain, you know, it's just uh, it's the right thing to do. And, uh, you know, community. Uh, I think should be judged on how it treats its most vulnerable members, you know, whether it's the very young or the very old. I really enjoyed the testimonies too on the website. One of them was from Eartha Webb Glenn. She had just celebrated oh. 100th birthday. Wow. Yeah, Miss Glenn. Her that 100th was one of my birthday. Favorite. It's crazy. And yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, she is amazing because she only stuff that happened nine decades ago and then 
as well as stuff that happened nine hours, you know, earlier when I, when I interviewed her. So her long-term and short-term memory is incredible. And as wow. you saw when you that uh, video, you know, when she turned 100, uh, a local news station did a story on it, and she started hearing, she's a, a retired school teacher. She taught school for 53 years, mm-hmm. and when her former students, uh, you know, saw that she had turned 100, she started hearing from them, and it was just, you know, it was so life-affirming for her uh, to hear from all these uh, not-so-young people anymore. Uh <laughs> Talking about how she had made such a positive difference in her life. Yeah, Miss Glenn is, she is a rock star. It's just crazy, 60 years being an educator. I wonder, did yeah. you ask her what her secret to life is? <laughs> you know, I, I I did, but I can't remember. I, we've, we've started, that's one of the things that uh, we've been blessed to do here recently is uh, using a, uh, a local videographer who is giving us a deep discount on his uh, services and his talent, uh, uh, a guy named Woody Harrison, who I just can't say enough about. Anyway, he, uh, he is helping us put together these uh, stories. And so we've uh, put together about three or four of them. Uh, and I think at least three of them are on our website uh, or on our YouTube channel at Meals on Wheels Central Texas uh, on YouTube. And uh, so I don't remember specifically what Miss Glenn's uh, advice was, but, uh, you know, she is just uh, a testament to what, you know, you can achieve in life and how you can age uh, gracefully. And she has done so just uh, amazing. And uh, just, I walk away I am so blessed to be able to interview these folks. And I walk away just in awe of what they've done with their life. And how they've aged with dignity. And, you know, I like to think that Meals on Wheels Central Texas plays a small part in that. But uh, yeah, that is, she is, she is a, just an inspiration to me. So for those who might be interested in working with Meals on Wheels, uh, what's a day in the life of a Meals on Wheels volunteer like? It seems like you guys do a lot of stuff, but just like the basic program of like keeping people fed. So, right. And, and, and things have changed now, uh, due to, uh, COVID-19, uh, outbreak. And, uh, unfortunately at this time, uh, we're unable to take on new volunteers and that's, Mm. uh, because we strictly don't have the manpower to do it right now because we have to vet, uh, every person that, Mm. um, you know, delivers meals for us because these are people that are going to be in the homes of, uh, vulnerable, uh, seniors and people with disabilities. And so, uh, we have to do a criminal background check on, on every person who uh, applies to be a, a volunteer. And we're also required by the, uh, city, county, and state to give, uh, each volunteer, uh, an hour and a half, uh, orientation. It's a mm. training orientation all about safety and food handling and what to do in case of an emergency. And so, um, you know, and it's it, it, the training itself is it's it's painless, but it is very necessary. And so, because we are most of us are working remotely from home, we mm-hmm. no longer can hold uh, new volunteer orientation. But during normal times, uh, yeah, it's it is. I, and I can say this because I, long before I ever started working for Meals on Wheels Central Texas, I was a volunteer, and it is the best volunteer experience out there. Because mm-hmm. for one thing. You know, you're doing it during your lunch break and it's something where you can go back after you've spent your lunch helping others. 
you go back with a, a spring in your step, feeling good uh, that you have in some small way contributed to, you know, the betterment of, of our community. But uh, what they do is uh, all of our meals are, are cooked at our central kitchen in East Austin. But then we have a dozen satellite distribution sites and we have paid drivers that get the food from our central kitchen to these distribution sites that are all over the greater Austin area. And volunteers uh, pick up meals uh, at the distribution site uh, that is you know, convenient to where they live or where they work. And then they deliver meals uh, in that general vicinity. So you're not driving all over town making deliveries. It's a, it's a very concentrated area. And typically, you might have as few as four clients and as many as eight clients on a, on a route. The routes are all designed to, to be delivered uh, in an hour because we are very sensitive to the fact that uh, the majority of our volunteers are doing this on their lunch hour, and we don't oh. want them to get in trouble with loss. But then uh, they, they go out to, once they pick up the meals at the distribution site, then they uh, deliver the meals to the four to eight clients on their route. And we always tell our volunteers they're delivering more than a meal because mm -hmm. in addition to the, the hot nutrition meal they're delivering, they're delivering a safety check. You know, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, these uh, our volunteers may be the only other humans some of our clients see all day. So that safety check is very important. But almost as important as the meal and the safety check is that human interaction and these wonderful relationships develop between client and volunteer. And, uh, you know, they become part of each other's families. Mm -hmm. And we have encouraged our volunteers, you know, we have had to uh, change our delivery protocols in a, you know, out of an abundance of caution for the health of our mm. volunteers and the people we serve. We've had to change uh, the frequency of our uh, meal deliveries. And it's, you know, that part's tough on both the clients and the volunteers. And so we have encouraged our uh our volunteers, uh, those that ha may have the phone number of, you know, some of the clients on the route to, to give them a call, to reach out to them, to reach out to them uh, online. You know, some of our clients are, are online. And so if uh, a volunteer happens to have their, their email address, we encourage them, keep in touch with them. And our case managers are reaching out to the people that we're serving now and, and calling them by phone, making sure they're okay, making sure that all of their needs are being addressed. And the other thing that we're doing right now is making sure that we keep, even though we have suspended our daily meal deliveries, we are delivering uh, meals in bulk and telling our, our clients, okay. you know, hang on to these. Yeah. So as of right now, and, and uh, let's see here, today is March 28th. Uh, all of our clients have uh, enough uh, food to last them through April the uh, 10th. Oh, wow. And that's a long time. April the 10th. It is. And, and on April the 10th, we'll be making another meal delivery. So we're, we're, uh, we're, we're going as we get the food in, we are delivering in bulk, but we're trying to reduce the, the number of interactions between mm -hmm. uh, clients and volunteers. And the volunteers have also been instructed uh, to uh, uh, practice social distancing when delivering mm -hmm. the meal. So they, they drop the meal off near the front door, ring the doorbell, step back uh, six to eight feet, wait for the client to come to the, uh, the door, get the meal, you know, check and see how they're doing, make sure there's nothing else they need. And then they go on to the next house. So, uh, you know, the, I can tell you as a uh, Meals on Wheels volunteer, there's a lot of hugs involved usually. Unfortunately, 
the hugging is is not uh, is not part of the equation right now, and won't be until we get the all clear. But you know that's tough because uh, it's tough on the volunteers, and it's it's definitely tough on the clients because that's something that that human interaction is is definitely an important part of our mission. And unfortunately, we've had to uh, take steps to uh, to mitigate you know, the touching and everything else. And so we have, uh, we've temporarily gone to a different service model, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're making sure that our clients have enough food in their house and that someone is checking on them and making sure that they're okay and letting them know that they haven't been forgotten by our community. That, I mean, you guys are doing your best that you can, but that definitely has to be hard. There's this, uh, this quote that's been echoing through my head a lot lately, which is in order to be together, we must stay apart. Yeah, I wonder who did that quote. I don't know. I saw it on the Paramount Theater on a on a photo of it. They had that on there. Yeah. So it's been ringing through my mind since then. But like like what you guys are doing, like being together is like part of the mission of Meals on Wheels. So it has to be hard on everybody to stay apart. Yeah, we have the best volunteers in the world, and you know it's they are they are hurting inside for what they know that uh, you know our clients are are going through. I mean. Most of the people that we serve, they're not online, so they can't binge uh, watch Netflix mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, surf the Internet, do anything that uh, all the ways that w- the rest of us are trying to keep our minds off of this. Mm-hmm. They are home alone with, you know, TV and the radio, and that's that's about it. So, uh, yeah, this this is a challenging time for them. And let, I mean, the people we serve are the very ones who are most at risk mm-hmm. uh, when, when it as it pertains to COVID-19. So, you know, a lot of them are, are very stressed out. And so we are, we are doing our best to reach out to them by phone and, and let them know that they haven't been forgotten to address their needs. And so Meals on Wheels Central Texas, we are still operating. We're still open, but we have just had to drastically change uh, the way we get this help to uh, the homebound people we serve. Are volunteers doing like daily call-ins or something to kind of give them the an analog for hugging them? Well, it, so that's a, that's a tough situation. We can never uh, release our uh, clients' phone numbers uh, to anyone. Okay. So, it, but, but that said, I do know that a lot of the volunteers and, uh, and clients who are close to, to one another, the clients have given the volunteers uh, their phone number. And yes, I, I can, okay. I know at least I've talked to at least two volunteers uh, since we've gone to this new delivery protocol, and we've got 8,500 uh, volunteers, many of whom are members of corporate uh, volunteer teams. Mm. But uh, I've talked to at least two or three uh, clients who have, uh, I'm sorry, two or three volunteers who have clients to whom they're very close. And yes, they're calling them on a daily basis, uh, checking up on them. So, you know, it's Volunteering for Meals on Wheels is a little bit different than volunteering for a lot of other places because you are at Meals on Wheels, you are literally where the rubber meets the road. I mean, yes, our kitchen staff prepares all the meals and our paid drivers get them out to the distribution sites and our case managers, you know, uh, help our clients with with problems. But when it comes to that meal and and that uh, daily, you know, uh, face to face contact. The volunteers are it. And so you literally, every time you volunteer, you see several people that are the beneficiaries of your volunteerism. And so 
they take that very personally and uh, and they are very dedicated. I mean, we have folks that are delivering meals, you know, when it's sleeting outside or when it, whether it's 110 degrees outside, they, they are there. They're like the postal service. And so for all of them, for that to be taken, taken away from them, it, it leaves this void in their, in their soul. And so, yes, they are, those that can are definitely reaching out to, uh, to the people we serve just as, as we are and letting them know, Hey, you know, we haven't forgotten about you. And, you know, our, our main goal right now is, conveying that message to them and also making sure they have enough to eat in the house uh, until uh, we get on the other side of this pandemic. I know you all have case managers too. Yes. That check in on your clients. That's correct. So then they would be the ones checking in on nowadays. Yeah. Right. They are. Um, so case managers, you know, mm. year round, they're doing home visits uh, to clients, but obviously we can't do that anymore. So, uh, we're using the phone now and yes, our case managers, um, are reaching out to them and making sure that, uh, that all their needs are being attended to. And, uh, we also, our clients know we still have our, we have a skeleton crew, uh, still at, uh, Meals on Wheels, Central Texas, and they are all exercising social distancing, but we have some few, few critical staff like our customer service representatives. So they're still staffing phones uh, during normal business hours. So our clients can call in and get a message to their case manager. Uh, obviously, our kitchen staff is uh, still working. They are replenishing our uh, supply of frozen meals because what we've been doing um, for the last two weeks is uh, providing uh, our clients with either shelf stable and or frozen meals uh, that, you know, because uh, our, our regular meals will stay good in a refrigerator for about three days. But we are we're getting folks, you know, a week to two weeks out uh, as far as uh, having enough meal, uh, me uh, meals in the house. And so we need to make sure that these aren't going to go bad. So they're receiving either uh, frozen meals uh, or shelf mm -hmm. meals or some combination thereof. Yeah, I saw yesterday that you all had um, a delivery drive-through, and was yeah, the we, turnout really good? The, the turnout was incredible from what I hear. I, unfortunately, I'm stuck at home. I'm in a high-risk uh, category being uh, in my 60s and suffering from asthma, but mm -hmm. uh, my team members uh, that were uh, fellow team members that were out there, uh, we had one uh, this Yesterday, uh, Friday the 27th, we also did one on Friday the uh, 20th of March, uh, and the turnout was unbelievable. All the meals uh, were out the door uh, before the uh, the allotted time window during which the volunteers could come and pick up meals was over. So, yeah, our our, our volunteers are you know we're considered a, an essential provider uh, during the stay at home orders. And our volunteers are considered, you know, essential providers while they're delivering for mm -hmm. us. And during these meal pickups, we all observe social distancing and, you know, using lots of sanitizer and gloves and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so we we are very sensitive to not uh, endangering the lives of our volunteers. But, yeah, these are incredible people that are, you know, taking the risk of getting outside and uh, and, and delivering delivering meals and bless them for that because, mm -hmm. uh we, we literally could not do this without them. And we'll be calling on them again. Uh, you know, we'll, our next scheduled uh, delivery is going to be on April the 10th. And uh, unfortunately, we can't take 
you know, folks who are not active uh, Meals on Wheels volunteers who have delivered within the past six months. So we can't open it up to just anyone. But, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the, the volunteers that we have uh, right now are just uh, performing admirably. And uh, I can't say enough good things about them. Oh, I bet. Yeah, these people... Yeah. I'm trying to stay inside as much as possible. These people are deliberately going out there on yep. their own time without being paid yep. to make these people's lives way better. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's incredible, you know, and, and that's what I want us to to remember, you know, during these times is, is that uh, all mm-hmm. the people, you know, the first responders, the doctors, the nurses, uh, you know, the, the teachers that are still putting on, uh, you know, online lessons, you know, Bless all these folks because they are the ones that are really going to help us get through this. And, you know, I'm including our great volunteers in that, uh, you know, just these selfless people that uh, mm. are thinking of others and, and thinking of the most vulnerable of our neighbors. It's like uh, we mentioned, or Amy mentioned this to us in our last interview from Generation to Serve. She oh. mentioned the whole Mr. Rogers quotes of during times of distress, like for the helpers. Yes. And exactly. these people are by far true helpers. Oh, they are. You know, in Generation Serve, they, uh, they help us at Meals on Wheels as well. They're a great organization. And, you know, I just want to give a shout out to all the nonprofit organizations out there that are doing, uh, you know, already difficult work under very trying uh, <laughs> circumstances and, uh, and doing a great job of it. And we're, we're blessed in Austin, Texas to have just uh, a, a ton of great uh, nonprofits that uh, do good work, that are fierce guardians of the donor dollar, and at the end of the day, uh, do a great job in helping the less fortunate among us. Yeah, we have a really good population of people that love volunteering or at least contributing to charity with donations here. Yeah, it's amazing to see the big web. We always, whenever we have recording sessions, the nonprofit always brings up a nonprofit that we've talked to. (laughs) And it's just this, it creates this huge web of connections. And so (laughs) I know with the PALS program, you all work with Emancipet too. And we also talked with them about their services. Oh yeah. They're a great organization just mm-hmm. doing great work. And, you know, uh, we, we love our pets in Austin and, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, that's why we, uh, we just, we feel blessed to be able to, to have a, a program like pals and to have such great support for it that, uh, because, Man, I don't know about y'all, but uh, we are loving our, our pets uh, more than ever right now. They are helping oh, us. Yeah. Every- oh, yeah, for sure. I have, me and my partner, her and I have two dogs. And uh, I'm used to working from the office. And uh, she works from home. She's been working from home for like the past year and a half. And uh, it's so great seeing these two dogs every day. Like, it makes me, it makes it like, it makes this crisis a lot easier to get through. Exactly. Oh yeah. Nugget. Yeah. I have a Australian cattle. Is, uh, is that, is that my like, dog is, that, is super high energy. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like a blue healer and she has a ton of energy. And so to see her actually calm throughout the day is amazing. 
Usually when I get home from work, it's been about eight hours since she's seen me. So she's just hyperactive and just wants to be around me all the time. And now she's just, she actually sleeps during the day. And (laughs) it's just, it's so cute. It's so, it's peaceful for me to see her peaceful. And it just brings this serenity to Mm. me on a daily basis. Oh man, I tell you what, they are, they are Zen transmitters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are. They are. They literally lower people's blood pressure. When you're petting yep. a dog, it can yep. help decrease your blood pressure. Oh no, yeah, they've they've proven that Fun time fact. and time again. So yeah, that's why, especially now, you know, and our our uh, we had so the the. Uh, Free pet uh, food is delivered by volunteers the second Saturday of, of every month. And uh, we, um, you know, we had second Saturday of this month, we had our volunteers, uh, our pals volunteers out delivering food to uh, to our clients, uh, pet food. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that uh, a program like pals exists right now because, yeah, those, those pets for our clients become, even more important uh, when they're not uh, getting the daily visits from our, mm. our volunteers. Uh, one question I've had since uh, you mentioned that we, that people can't like sign up to volunteer anymore because of everything happening. Is there anything other than like monetary donations that people can do to help Meals on Wheels Central Texas during this time? Well, since we're not taking volunteers, uh, yeah, monetary donations are, are, are the best okay. way. Um, we we keep our overhead very very low. Okay. Uh, more than eighty five cents out of every donated dollar goes directly to services that help our homebound mm-hmm. clients. So, uh, you know, we are fierce guardians of the donor dollar. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that's the best way. But you know, the other way that uh, I would just encourage Central Texans to reach out to the older adults mm-hmm. in their life. You know, and obviously we we can't go visit them, but if you happen to have an older neighbor's uh, telephone number or their email mm. address, reach out to them. Uh, you know, too yeah. often our, our seniors, uh, are out of sight and out of mind. And, uh, you know, I, I've been blessed in my job to be able to interview for our, uh, no, donor newsletters, hundreds of, uh, of, of clients, and they've all got a story to tell. And, you know, they, just like uh, all of us, they were young at one time and they had hopes, dreams mm-hmm. and aspirations and they had jobs and they, you know, it's just we we make them one dimensional uh, yeah. when they become old. And that, that's a crime. They are mm-hmm. multifaceted, just like uh, those of us who are younger. So I would just encourage everyone out there to to reach out to an older person today and let them know yeah. that you haven't forgotten about them, that you you're thinking about them and that you care. Yeah, I really miss my grandparents. I I don't have any grandparents. Uh-huh. Um, you know they've they've all passed away. So yeah. this kind of makes me remember my grandparents. And even even my parents are. My dad just turned seventy, but oh, wow. he's they're very active. They go on trips and everything, but. You never know what can happen in life That's with right. diseases yeah. and all of a sudden emergencies, and that can really change, you know, in a day or 
you know, you just never know. So mm-hmm. just yeah. be yeah. grateful for the people that you have around you right now. That's, and, that's really been my motto during these crazy yep. world times is to be grateful. Yeah. And also during these times as well, like, uh, People that are younger probably will not have as severe symptoms, but they should stay inside for the well-being of their neighbor, yep, for their grandparents, for their parents, right. and so on. Yep. Like, yeah. don't do it for yourself; do it for them. That's right. I know we're all in this together, and uh, this is not a time to to be selfish. Yeah, no, that's why people yeah. are mad at people for taking spring break despite everything. I know. <laughs> it's just yeah. ridiculous. I know. And I'd, I'd like to think, uh, and man, I, I was pretty callow as a, uh, as a young man, but I like to think that I, uh, wouldn't have been one of those, but who knows? I probably, yeah. 1976, I probably would have been. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even, uh, go ahead, Kyle. I was going to say like college for me was only, oh wait, what year did I graduate? Six years ago is when I graduated and, uh, I would like to think that during my senior year, I would have also stayed inside and just done that stuff too, but you never know. You're right. And, yeah. and yeah. freshman year, you probably wouldn't have. Was it? I said in freshman year, you, you most likely would not have. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I Yeah, I've seen the spring breakers just caught on video being saying that they're not going anywhere. But I think that's changed since that yeah. video aired. But <laughs> I, think so. I, I think a lot of people uh, have come to uh, a startling realization that this this stuff is real. Mm. Yeah, it was a crazy culture change in like a week. All of a sudden, like there were yeah people were already being vigilant with washing hands, but yeah, out of nowhere, it went from zero to a hundred. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, nine out of ten people are are practicing social distancing. Yeah, you know, I think you're right because uh, so I um, walk every day at five o'clock because they shut our gym down, and I oh, yeah. told myself, all right, I'm gonna you know walk three or four miles every every day because mm-hmm. I need to get exercise. And uh, it wasn't until uh, this week because even last week I was practicing social distancing, and people would come. And there's not, and we live in the hills, kind of in northwest Austin, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, People weren't crossing the street. I'd have to, you know, nearly get hit by a car to get away from people. Yeah. Boy, in the last three or four days, people are crossing the street before I can. So it's yeah. um, it's getting out there. Mm-hmm. People, uh, my coworker said it's like a video game, a post-apocalyptic <laughs> video game where we're all just trying to like run away from each other. <laughs> So, yeah, like a zombie survival game, but yeah, it's a zombie. zombie survival game. But everyone is a zombie, and they don't yeah. show any symptoms because the disease is just. Well, the scary thing is that you can't see the disease. It's mm-hmm. not right. It, it's a perfectly sunny day out, and yep. you can't see the disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I described it as like it's like an invisible hurricane passing through. <laughs> Like it's going to stay here for a while. It'll go away eventually, but we just got to wait out the storm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Emma, questions, Charlie, do you have any questions or do you want to go into our superhero question? Superhero. Let's see. Yeah, we could go into our superhero question. Okay. It's my favorite one. So if you were a superhero, 
Or if the nonprofit was a superhero, what superhero would they be and what superpower would they have? And you can make it up if you want to. Um, well, for me personally, uh, my secret power or my superpower would be the ability to make people laugh even under the worst of conditions. Because I am a firm believer that uh, to s- steal a corny line from Reader's Digest, laughter is the best medicine. Mm. I, I yeah, <laughs> truly believe it. There are some uh, situations where you can't laugh, but uh, I think as often as you can to be able to find the humor in a grim situation can be uh, therapeutic. So that would be my uh, superpower for Meals on Wheels Central Texas to be able to magically address all the need that exists in uh, Central Texas as it pertains to homebound older adults and people with disabilities because um, the Austin Round Rock area has the second fastest growing senior population in the country. And at a time, uh, at a time when um, 10,000 members of my generation, the baby boomers are turning 65 every single day, mm. a trend that will continue until 2030. That's a lot of need that's going to be out there. And, mm. um, you know, we want to be able to help as many, as many people as we can, but uh, we can only, help as many people as our resources allow us to. So mm-hmm. yeah, if we, uh, if we uh, had a, a, a superpower, it would be the ability to help all those who need help. That's a great one. Helper man. Helper man. <laughs> Helper man. Like H-H. <laughs> Helper man to the rescue. For more on Meals on Wheels Central Texas, check out their website, mealsonwheelscentraltexas.org. You can also like them on Facebook at facebook.com slash mealsonwheelscentraltexas. Follow them on Twitter at mealsonwheels and Instagram at mealsonwheelscentraltexas. And finally, you can see all their great video content at youtube.com slash c slash mealsonwheelscentraltexas. Are you an Austinite looking for a cause to support? Then you've come to the right place. Be sure to check out our website at everydaysuperhumans.show to learn more about the many great causes you can be a part of right here in the capital city. You can also follow us on Twitter at SuperhumansCast, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash everydaysuperhumans, and check out our Instagram at everydaysuperhumans. If you like what you heard today, feel free to give us a review on Apple Podcasts and support the show by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, not every hero has to fly. So grab your cape and let's go. Woo! Do you have any final words before we sign off, Dad? I guess the only other thing I have to add is uh, everyone should check out Tommy James and the Shondells' Crimson and Clover album track. It is so much better than the single. It's my favorite song of all time. <laughs> I was expecting nice. that. That's great. I'm always looking for yeah. music. I'll definitely check I it think out. I saw that in your bio, too. All right. <laughs> A big music guy. I am. And I mean, I love lots of new stuff, but uh, my favorite song is still from 1969, Crimson and Clover, but it's not the single version and it's definitely not the Joan Jett version. That is pure. <laughs> no offense to Joan Jett, but that is oh, that's terrible. <laughs> but if you can yeah, find you it, talk. 
You can find the Crimson and Clover album. Listen to the album track. It is five plus minutes of uh, psychedelic pop bliss.